Thank you, Lord. We have been talking about prayer, haven't we? Man, oh man. We've been doing good talking about prayer, too. Lord's been helping us. He's been helping us. I, uh, I know that our, our uh, revelation on prayer is greater right now, and I know that our excitement about prayer and our value that we give to prayer is much greater because, you know, when you have a realization of how, what God had in mind when he put something in place, then it, then it becomes more real to you. It becomes more valuable to you. You know, prayer, so much of the time, it, it's been relegated to, to, you know, what you do in an emergency. You know, if it's come to that, you know, it's, it's, your, it's your fire insurance. You, gotta, you need to pray. It's really bad. You know, if you can't take care of it, it's time to pray. You know, which God would say, I'd like you to pray ahead because you couldn't take care of it in the first place. Yeah. Amen. But with him, we can always have it taken care of right. And, and he'll use us. Amen. He'll use us to do things. And, and prayer for other people. You know, so many times um, we pray without thought uh, for other people rather than being led by the Spirit. And that's been, that one's been really important, I think, because so often uh, we, we get caught off guard, if you will. Would you pray for me? Sure. And then you just start praying. Well, you, you, don't, you didn't take the time to hear from God. And, 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 you know, you might be fine, but he may have wanted to tell you something. He might have he might even said stop. He said, they got some stuff going on that needs to be fixed, and then you can pray. You know, Brother Moore tells that story about the people with the baby, right? And uh, so there's so much more um, that, we've, that we're learning and that we're getting inside of us, and we're getting, I'm going to a higher level in prayer. When I pray, I'm now expecting. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm starting my prayer in expectation, right? I don't have to pray for a half hour to get in faith. I'm starting my prayer expecting. Amen? Let's look at uh, Mark 11, 24. And we'll start there because that's kind of what we're just talking about right there, aren't we? Thank you, Lord. We're going to talk a little bit more further about prayer in in this realm and then one one other place. Um, You know, hindrances to prayer are unbelief, obviously. And that's why this verse is right there because... He's telling us how to believe, not to unbelieve. And, uh, but, you know, there are other things that hinder our prayers. And uh, some of them, uh, the devil hides really well, and, and, or else we have too much pride to admit it sometimes. Um, in Mark eleven twenty four, it says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, that word desire means ask also, what, what things soever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And, and you, could, you could take that verse and you could say, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. You've got to believe that you receive them. You're not, you're not believing and then waiting to receive them. You're believing you just got them. You ask. And, and you're believing right then. You know, a, a, a really good way to look at that is in Matthew. Matthew's is a little shorter and maybe even more to the point. Matthew 21, 22. Matthew 21, 22 says, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, and then it says, comma, believing. 
And you could actually stop there. All things that you ask for in prayer, all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing. The things you're going to receive are the things you ask believing. Not just ask, ask believing. There's a big difference in asking and asking believing. You know, if you if you ask believing, you're you're expecting your 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 hands are now out, yeah. right? Because you're asking your father. You're, you're not asking, and see that's why it's so important. If you don't know God, if you don't have a knowledge of His goodness, then then you're not going to pray right, right? Because you don't know Him as the good Father He is. He's a good Father. It, 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 he's he's ready to give. He's everything you're praying for is within his will if it's good and he and you and you need, have need of it or if you even have desire of it. Amen. And if you're saved, you know there there were years where I might ask for things uh, that he knew I couldn't do yet. He wasn't saying I couldn't have them, but he said he was saying, Dave, if I gave you riches right now you wouldn't go to church for the next 30 years, right? And I wouldn't. I'll guarantee if he'd have gave me money right then, I'd have had a boat. I'd have had everything that you use on the weekend that keeps you away from church, like Wayne's Golf Clubs. I, I, I didn't mean to talk. I didn't even mean to bring you into that, Wayne. No, Wayne's always in church. Glory to God. But But, you know, there are things that we can't handle, but he's talking about people that are asking these are these are Christians, people that are asking according to the will of God. He's saying that if you'll ask believing, in other words, get your faith ready before you ask. Don't ask. So has anybody ever done this? You ask and then you see if your faith worked. You guys probably hadn't done that. I have, so use me as an example. But, you know, there's been times where I ask and then I look to see if I had faith. If you did, you didn't. Trust me, I never received anything that way. If I ever did, it was the mercy of God, not, the, not my faith. Because I ask and then I look to see if my faith worked. That's not asking believing. That's asking trying to believe, right? And, and you're going to need a sign to know whether you believed or not, to know whether you were in faith or, or to know whether it was His will. You're going to need a sign. Needing a sign is the same thing as doubt, right? If you need a sign, you're in doubt because you need a sign, right? And, and so you're in doubt. Now, God's merciful, and sometimes people say, I'm going to need a sign, and, he, you know, he's merciful sometimes. But he'd rather see us get in faith. He'd rather see us believe, pray believing, and receive. If you pray believing and you don't receive, what did you just miss? believing right because you'll get that question all the time the people say i prayed believing and i didn't receive Mm-mm. no that makes god a liar i'm going to go with him and not me or you right because he says anything you ask believing you shall receive so for us to think well i believed and i didn't receive then you're questioning god right when you should be questioning you and that that's these i mean we we don't want to get away from the word the word says all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer believing you shall receive and and to receive those things the minute the minute you believe you've already received you're you're expecting it i remember i used to go to the dentist 
I was a little kid, and he had this little treasure box after you got done. Anybody else have that? That was the greatest thing ever, right? You know, because you go to the dentist, and then afterwards, you, you look at that, and you say, can I have one? He says, yeah, take two. And you know how many I took? As many as he'd let me have. I'd, I'd already believed. I knew when I went to the dentist, when my mom said we had a dentist appointment, I already believed and I had already received. I actually sometimes would pick out what, because they had like the little tattoos, man. You could put those on you. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of, and, and the thing is, is I, I believed the minute she told me you're on dentist, I didn't have to wait. Well, God's better than that. Yeah. And, and see, he, he's, he's a good God, and he's already provided so many things that, that he's saying, just believe I've provided, and you'll have them. Believe that I've provided healing and you'll have it. Believe that I've provided salvation and it's yours. Believe that I've provided prosperity and you'll have it. Believe in the things that I've provided and receive them. Amen? It's not not believe to shall receive them. It's believe you shall. Believe you you did. Amen? And, And then we're not waiting. And that, that's the key when we begin to ask, and, and we've went over this verse. I'm kind of going backwards a little bit and going back over some verses. But, but in Luke, uh, Luke, the book of Luke, it's a book that we've read. Uh, Luke 11, verse 9, it's a different version of ask, seek, and knock, but it's the same thing. In, in Luke 11, 9, he says, I say unto you, ask and it shall be given unto you now if you go up just a few verses this this uh, this starts talking about importunity i used to think that they just couldn't spell important i thought they used a u and so you know i'm like what in the world's importunity and you know this is about importunity and a lot of people have taken this verse in in verse eight it says i say unto you uh well the friend goes to the guy's house at midnight because he has a visitor drop by, and he says, I need three loaves of bread quick. I got, I got guests, and I can't help them. And the man, in, the friend inside says, says, I'm already in bed. Leave me alone. That's what he says. I mean, that's the basic principle. He says, I say unto you, and then Jesus said, though, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he's his friend. Now, get this. He's not talking about God. This is a man in the bed, not God. Okay, it's not a vision of God. It's not an example of God. It's an example of a man asking another man for something. And what, what, literally what he's saying is he won't do it because you're his friend, but if you just keep bugging him, he'll, get, he'll do it to get you out of, out of his hair. Yeah. Right? He's not, get, he's not saying that's what God's like. He's saying that you can have it this way, you know, with a friend. But, but if, if we were going to be importune, we would want to be importune in faith. In other words, we would refuse to step off of I prayed and believed. And, and we would stand in that place until we got it. We, we, would, we, would, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't ask again. We would, God doesn't move by begging. Begging doesn't move God. He's never, in his, he's never been moved by begging. And that's what they're actually alluding to in this is that basically this was begging. And so what people did was they go to the next verse where he says ask and they think you just got to keep asking. That would be no faith. 
if you keep asking for the same thing over and over again, you for certain didn't believe the first time you asked. Why? Because you're asking again. You know, my mom was a very patient lady. But she had four kids, and we wanted, Mom, can I? Mom, can I? Mom, can I? Mom? And sometimes you said it long enough, you'd beat her down. Right? And, and I think that's what people want to do with God. They want to beat Him down. You know, if I could just beat Him down until He gives me what I want. What if, what if we just got in faith? What if we just got in faith? And, and, and when He's talking about um, the unjust judge, you know, and at the end of it He says, But when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith? Or would you just keep beating him down like they did, like the lady did? She said, what did he say? He said, I, I don't care about her, but I sure don't want to hear her all my life. I'm just going to take care of it. That, that's not faith. That, that's not faith, and it takes faith to please God. It takes faith to please God. And so, so when, 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 if we're going to be importune, we want to be importune with our faith. We want to be immovable with our faith. We want to be... No, the Word of God says this, we're going to stick with it. You know, kind of like that story I read about Brother Hagin when he took up the offering and they said it wasn't as much as he said. And he said, no, he said, that can't be because we agreed in prayer. And he said, the, the verse says this, so that can't be true. And he said, if, that, if, they don't, if there's not enough money, I'm going to have to go back to every place I've ever preached and tell them God's a liar. That's how persuaded he was that God wasn't a liar. And the money was right, as you guys recall in the story. And, and so, I mean, that's how, that, if, if we're going to pray the Word, we've got to be that solid on the Word. Amen? We, we've got to be that solid in what He's doing. And when He says, ask, He's saying, ask with expectation. Ask with expectation. If you ask, ask me with faith. Believing, you'll receive, right? Because He says, he who asks what? Receives. Amen? And, and so we're asking with expectation. He says, seek. Right? Why, would you, why would you keep seeking somewhere? It, you know it's there. Anybody ever lost something something right in front of them? I lost a button the other day in the closet. And I'm like, it's got to be in the closet. You know what I didn't do? I didn't go look in the bedroom. I never looked in the kitchen. I, and I, st- I stayed right there. Why, why would you do that? With God, He's that way. Seek, where, seek Him. Seek that answer. You're not looking for another answer. You're looking for that answer. What if I went to the kitchen and found another button? It would have been the wrong button. Because the button I needed was the one that fell on the floor in the closet. Right? And we looked for it. I think finally you found it maybe with a vacuum. I don't know. It was in the closet. That's all I can tell you. And, and that's the thing. You know where the answer is. The answer is in Christ. We don't need to look elsewhere. We, don't, we need to seek and you shall find. What's he saying? Seek me and the answer is going to be there. This is where the answer is. You don't need to look anywhere else. And then he says knock. And I, and I really believe what he's saying there is knock like you're invited. Knock like it's your house. If I go to my dad's house, I don't rarely, I actually rarely knock. But if I do, it's just to make sure he's not somewhere. I, but you know what? If he doesn't answer the door, I don't quit knocking because I know he's there. And if he doesn't come, I'll find a way in. Think about what we talked about with the, the, the man that they lowered down through the roof. What did he do? He kept knocking. Right? He went to the door. It's jammed up. Too many people can't get in here. I'm going to knock until I find. He went up on the roof and knocked. 
Right? Because why? Because that's where his answer was. There was no reason to go knock on another door because Jesus was in there. Right? And he knew that he was invited to that healing. They knew. And and so they, they didn't look for another thing. So when we begin to ask and seek and knock, we don't want to... We don't want to act like it's a continual pestering until God does what we ask. And, and in the world today, we've kind of got that because now you got people, if they don't get their way, they yell, right? But let's make a scene in the restaurant and they'll give me free food, right? Let, let's, let's, let's talk, talk mean to the, to the hotel clerk so that we get one night free, right? And if we don't get it our way... We're going to jump up and down until we do, right? That's not asking, seeking, or knocking. That's being rotten is what that's being. And, and that has nothing to do with God, right? Uh, we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need free meals. Why? Right? And I can tell you this. I don't like fish at all, at all. And I don't remember where, they were, where we were, but they brought me fish. I didn't order fish, but I got fish. I just paid for my dinner. Ate a whole bunch of rolls. I think it was fish. Well, something I didn't like anyway. But, you know, the thing is, I could have screamed and yelled and got my meal and paid for the thing, or I could have said, no, this isn't right, or I could have just given them a break and not even let them feel bad. And I'm not, you've you got to decide, because if you're really hungry, you might just want to get your, the meal you ordered. Right? But it's going to cost somebody. You know, I saw somebody uh, um, get a meal free the other day, and I, I, I turned her, they left, and I turned to the waitress. I said, how much is that? And I gave them the money for it. She's going to have to pay for that. Right? The waitresses don't make much money. Now, that's not a, that's not a blessing on Dave either. Dave, Dave spent years tipping with way not, not enough, so he's, he's got plenty to make up. I'm glad. I'm thankful. I, I'm I'm learning, amen, and growing. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. And then we believe what we pray and we receive. And then when we, as we believe what we pray and receive, the next Jesus doesn't stop there because the next thing, you know, you can stand and believe, but you can go on to verse 25, Mark 11:25. And he talks about the next hindrance to your prayers. And it's a big one. Uh, it's a big one. It's a big one that sometimes we overlook. And uh, actually, a lot of times what we do is we just start, stop at verse 24 because it's easier. Right? And people say, well, I'm not in unforgiveness. I just don't really like them. You know? <laughs> I've forgiven them, but I'll never forget. <laughs> what a, how would you feel if God said that about us? <laughs> I'll forgive you, but I will not forget what you've done. God actually said, I'll remember them no more. He said, your sins and iniquities, I won't remember. If God says he won't remember, be guaranteed he's not remembering. Right? Forgiveness, it, it's, it's, a, it's powerful. It is, it is the quality of love that saved us. It's the quality of love that, that took your sins away. Forgiveness. And, and when we forget how valuable it is in pr- when we're praying, you know, and, and he wouldn't tell us this 
He said this way more than one time in, in the New Testament. He said it in the Lord's Prayer, right? He said, he said if, if, uh, when, when, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive those. In other words, the prayer. Jesus actually said pray that you'll be forgiven on the same level you forgive. That, that's what he said, pray that. And, and it's a good prayer because you're, you're praying for your level of forgiveness to come up, right? And, and, and I think if you start this verse just like this, when, when you stand... And, and, and a lot of people, yes, it does mean stand like this, but it says when you're, persevere, when you, when you're persevering in prayer, when, when you're really praying about something, when, you're, when, you've, when you've got your faith up, you're ready to ask and believe, and, and you're about to persevere in that and stand for as long as it takes to get it, because that means to stand fast, right, immovable, and persevere. When you persevere in praying, forgive. And what's he saying? He's saying, he said, you need to be forgiving. Well, I want to read what Brother Hagin said about this. I hope I didn't just lose my page. That would be, be really hard to find. But, but you got time, so I'll find it. Right? See, that's not it. Right there. It's got a little yellow sticky in it. There it is right there. Right there. Right here. Mark eleven twenty five. We're going to need these. Look at this. Somebody bought me a tie that actually is made to clean your glasses. Huh? How about that? Tie with an attitude. Huh? That's what I'm talking about. That's pretty cool. David and Charity got that for me because they love me. Mark 11:25 says, And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any that your father that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. This is, uh, prayer won't work unless you have a forgiving heart. You know, that, that's a big statement right there. But God has given us a forgiving heart. The thing we don't ever want to forget is that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And because of that love, we have an ability that, that people do not have that don't know God. We can forgive. Other people can't. There's people all over the world today that literally, if you, if, if they, even if they wanted to, could not forgive because the ability is not in them. The ability to forgive was given to us through the love of God, the same love that forgave us. And when we refuse to act on that love, then the love can no longer act on us. Amen? If we refuse to forgive, we're literally saying, I cannot forgive. And, and when you say that, you're saying the love of God that's in me is not enough. It's not enough. And, and you're devaluing the love of God. Remember the, the, lady, the, the, the lady of the night that came and, and washed Jesus' feet and wiped him with her hair. And everybody in the room, they said, he's not a prophet. If he was a prophet, he wouldn't let that sinner wash his feet. Jesus hung around with sinners. Why? Because that's who needed him. He said, what did he say? He said, he said, healthy people don't need doctor. I didn't come to call the righteous. I came, I came to call sinners to repentance. Yeah. Amen? Well, if we ever get so uppity, we can't hang out with, with the people that need Jesus, I don't know what good we'd be to the kingdom of God at that point. 
right? We'd be better off to get our golf clubs in our boat, wouldn't we, Wayne? Right? <laughs> but am I right? I mean, the, 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 the thing about that was, was Jesus went into a whole dissertation about it. He, he said, I've got something to say to you. He said, he said two people were forgiven. One was, what, $50, $50, and the other one was way higher than that, 50000 50, or 5000 It was way higher than that. And he said, which one would love me more? And, of course, the Pharisee said, the one that was forgiven the most. But see, they were both forgiven the exact same amount. The percentage was exactly the same. They were forgiven 100%. The same amount that you and I have been forgiven, the same amount that every person that's been saved has been forgiven, and the same amount that every person that's not saved has been forgiven. And, and when we take that value and, and we say, well, you know, I was pretty good before I got saved. No, you weren't. You didn't have God's ability in you. You didn't have the love. You couldn't pray for people. You couldn't, people couldn't slap you on one cheek and you turn it. You'd turn like this with your fist the other way. And, and, but now you can. Now you can. Somebody could say things about you and, and, and you would literally not get upset. It's, you know, it, your, your flesh all of a sudden will try to rise up, you know. Somebody says something like, I accidentally got an email that, like I said, I know I wasn't supposed to get the other day. And my flesh immediately, you know, kind of started crawling. And I thought, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And, and you know, the, it's, we're, we don't need to get mad. We don't need to get even. We, you know, people always say, I'm not offended. I'm just mad. I don't see the difference. I'm sorry. I can't see the difference. I've talked to offended people and I've talked to mad people and they both act exactly alike. You know, you know what, their favorite, what their favorite sentence is after that? I'm okay. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm okay. Well, why don't you come to church? I'm okay. I don't need to talk about this because I'm not angry. Right? I can't see the difference. That they're in unforgiveness. That they're, they're, they've gotten bitter. Amen? I stopped reading, didn't I? <clears throat> Prayer won't let work. Prayer won't work unless you have a forgiving heart. When you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. Verse 26 says, But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. An individual told me one time that he had some prayers answered, but he, an individual told me one time that he had had some prayers answered, but still had things in his heart against people. This is how strong Brother Hagen is on the words, so I love reading him. He says, I told him he was a liar. <laughs> Brother Hagen, he, he didn't mess around. He said, I told him that he, if he could do that, then Jesus lied. I'd rather believe that he lied than Jesus lied. I told him that some things might have happened, but it wasn't, it wasn't his praying that caused them to happen. They were probably natural things that might have happened anyhow. No one can have an effective prayer life and have anything in his heart towards another. You can't have revenge in your heart, and you can't have hatred in your heart. You can't have the old get-even spirit in your heart. You're, you're not responsible for the other person's life. You're responsible for your life. 
another person's heart and what is in it can't hinder you, but you have you have in your what you have in your heart against him can hinder you. You know, one thing God told me the other day, I was talking to somebody and they were upset with some people. And and I said, you know, here's what God told me. He said, He said, It's my job to love them, not to get them to love me. And and as as people, we try really hard to get people to love us. And if we'll just love them, it gives them the opportunity to do it. It, it will give them the opportunity to do it because it's the only part you can do. You can't get, if you manipulated them into doing something that looked like love, it wouldn't be love, right? You don't want, you know, people say, well, if you loved me, you'd do this. That's not love. <laughs> that, that is not love. You know, if you pray that way, you ain't going to get anything from God. Right? Isn't that what the disciples said when they were out on the water? Jesus, don't you care about us? We're about to drown. Don't you care? (laughs) Wrong answer. Jesus cared. He cared so much. He was in faith already. Right? You know, those are the things that that we as, as Christians, the most important thing for us is to realize that that love that God put in our heart is available all the time without fail that you know that's you know people say love never fails yeah the end result of love always works out but it never fails to be there when you need it it never fails to give you the ability when you need it it never fails you at any time there's never a time where you can't reach down and grab hold of that love and the ability within you is greater than the ability you ever had before because it's the very ability of god you can now love like the father you know, and he said, he said, <clears throat> look at uh, Luke again. And see, these are the things that make our prayer valuable. If you can't forgive and walk in that love, then, then you're, you're, you're not, you don't value prayer very much because you're saying, I don't care if my prayer works, I won't forgive them. You don't know what they did. You know what? It doesn't matter. You know, God knew what every one of us did and still forgave us. And I know people have done horrible, horrible things. Don't get me wrong. But they've done nothing that the blood of Jesus can't forgive and that the love of God cannot forgive. He, he's put it in you. And if he says you can forgive, you now have a word from God that says you can. You can have faith that at any time, any place, anywhere, you can forgive. And you can love, and not only will you forgive, you'll, you'll end up fixing that situation and bringing somebody out of a, a spot that was going to lead them down a really bad road. Because bitterness, it's not a good place to go. It will take you places that you never wanted to be, right? It is a spirit that we do not want to let in. It's a place that we, re, we need to refuse to give in anytime we feel offense Anytime we feel unforgiveness, anytime we feel like we weren't treated fairly or we didn't, you know, people blame God of being unjust daily. And it doesn't faze him a bit. He still just loves them. Amen? You know what? We're humans, every one of us, and we've done unjust things. But with the love of God in us, we can do just things. 
we can do right things, we can be merciful. Right? He, he tells us, I don't even want you judging. I want you to be merciful, like your Father in heaven's merciful. He, he's refusing to judge us right now. He just, he's just giving us mercy. Aren't you glad? Because, you know, if, if he just started pointing out all your faults in just a moment in time, you'd just be a ball laying in the floor crying. Right? Because you don't even see all your faults. He knows every one of them and still loves us. He knows everything we're capable of negatively, but he better yet, he believes in everything we're capable of through his love. Amen? And he knows what we can do if we begin to pray through that love. If we begin to act in faith through love in prayer, he knows what doors we can open up for the power of God to do things in areas that it's not having a place in right now. Amen? Why does he say pray for your nation? Because he knows we can. We can. It's a good thing. If we'll believe, you know, if, if, you'll just, if we'll believe that as we pray for our nation that we receive the things we ask for, right? We can have those things, right? You know, people, people say, well, this person's got to be in office, that person's got to be in office, this has to happen. None of that has to happen. God has to have a place. You give God a place, he'll take care of the rest. Amen? We get him a place. We open the door for the Father to come in and do things and, and, and right wrongs and, and fix offices. And, and, you know, like Brother Moore said, there's offices in the government right now that have been run by evil spirits for five and six hundred years probably. Right? You got to get somebody to kick that, that, that evil spirit out and get a, get a good spirit in there. Get the spirit of God in there. Amen? And, and you know what? People of prayer and faith in love because they won't judge the people. If you're judging the person, you can't pray for them. Why? Because you're not forgiving them, you're judging them. You can't forgive and judge. It won't work. I've tried it. Well, <laughs> what you end up with is a hard heart. You know, and... What did the what did the what is it Matthew? He said that the the love of the great multitude would wax cold. I'm not willing for that to happen. I don't want to quit loving. I want to step up in love. I I want the love of God to begin to to be the first thought in my in my mind. I want it to, it's already in my heart. I want it to be what I see with, what I feel with, what I think with what I answer with. Do you know that he prompts you with an answer every time you're asked a question or put in a circumstance or situation? He has an answer in you. And it's up to you to yield to that answer. We can yield to that answer or we can allow the wrong answer out of our head. You know, because you look at situations from your flesh, you can't judge them. You can't. Because you don't know everything about them. There's absolutely, I have people, we have people call all the time and, 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 you get, and you can only get their side. Well, you still don't know what happened because you only have their side. You'll, you'll never know what happened if you only get one side. Best thing to do is not judge it. Pray for both sides. Because guess what? They're probably both in a ditch. One's in this ditch, one's in that ditch. Their car ain't going to run either way, right? Eventually they're going to get a flat tire and they're going to be stuck there. Or they can get up on the road in the Word of God and do things the way he said, amen?
And God, God said, where did I tell you to go? Luke? I lied. Go to Matthew. I didn't lie. I made a mistake. How about that? Go to Matthew. I'm going to read it in his version instead. Matthew 44. Here's what God says for us to do, and he's talking about prayer again. And I know we've talked about some of these things. We're just going to go a little further because we're going to spend some time praying tonight. You know, you, you want to hear about prayer, and you, you want to act on prayer. We're, we're going to spend some time praying. We're going we're to pray for the church, the body of Christ in the earth. We're going to pray for all men. You know, God requested that the church pray for all men. That, that means all. Did you know it? But Brother Moore said he did, somebody did a study on that word, and at the end of all their study, it meant all. So, so we don't get to decide there's one man I won't pray for. If you do that, the verse is no good. If there's one person you can't pray for, the whole verse is, is void to you. Amen? There's nobody we can't pray for. We can pray for everybody. Matthew 5.44 says, But I say unto you, <clears throat> love your enemies. Now remember, these are enablements from, from the master, the head of the church. These aren't just words. These are enablements. In other words, if he tells you to love your enemy, you now can. If you thought you couldn't, you're wrong because he just told you you could. It's no different than when he said, Peter, come. It's the same enablement. He said, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you unless you just feel too bad. Right? Is that, what it, is that what it said? See that? We like to add that in there because, you know, I, I'd pray for them, but you just don't know how they treated me. You just don't know. They treated me horrible, and I can't. You know, if we'd pray for them, you know, my wife had a boss. I'll tell a story on her. She had a boss when, when we first got married. She worked at a grocery store, and uh, let me put these right here. This nice safe place because these are my three dollar glasses. <laughs> two pair for fifty bucks. Shoot, I can buy a two hundred pair for fifty bucks. <laughs> but um, she had a boss that man. She would come home and literally say, "I hate her." Right? I'm, I'm not lying. Now I'm not. So we weren't even going to church at that time. So right? <laughs> we knew God, but we we waved to him as we went by. Thank God he's merciful. Amen. And she'd come home, she'd say, I hate her. And she'd go, and she wouldn't talk to my mom, which is the wrong person to talk to about hating anybody. (laughs) Because my mom never hated anybody. Period. She she loved, we'd see her with people and say, Mom, get away from, come back. Stop that. She didn't care. She just loved them. She just loved them. And she kept saying this over and over again. And you know what my mom said? She said, if you'll start praying for her, you'll end up loving her. And that's what she said. No, I won't. No, I won't. Well, you can't pray for somebody, right, without forgiving them. So to truly pray, she had to forgive. So she began to pray. And as she did, actually, she ended up being a great friend to this lady. or This lady went through some really hard stuff, and she was there for her and loved her. Right? God, God's given us ability in us to do things that, that your flesh maybe doesn't want to do. 
to, to put you in positions and places where you have a word to speak that your flesh is saying, if I say that, I'm about to get mobbed. But God's saying, say it anyway. Why? Because it has so much love in it. If you'll just say it, the power of God's love will eliminate all the evil that was there in the first place and begin to bring healing and wholeness in, into the situation. Amen? And, 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 Jesus, and he, he went on, he said, he said, pray for those which despitefully use you and persecute you. We are born of love. In 1 John 3, is that what it says in 1 John 3? It says, it says everyone that know, that's born of God knows God, right? And, and we're born of God. We are born of love. We, our nature, if you're born again, you have to go back to the old nature not to love. You literally have to go back to who you were to not love because who you are is love. You're a child of love, therefore your nature is to love. If we would just yield to the very nature of God in us, we would begin to love at a level that that people would see the light and the goodness of God and they would be drawn. They would be drawn. Why? Because the answers would be right. The answers would be real. The answers would be good. Amen? It wouldn't just be a person giving their opinion on what they thought or how they think or, or who should do this or who should do this or how should we do that or how should we do that. It, it would be real and it would be truth. Not my truth, not your truth, the truth. Right? I was watching a show the other day and uh, it was, I was flipping channels and it was some music channel and they said, you need to know my truth to understand me. I'm like, I'm sure I've got a truth, but <laughs> I'm going to forego my truth and I'm going to give in to God's. Amen? Because there is only one truth, and that's God's truth. And he's got a way. He's got, he's got a plan that, that if, if, if we can open the, our own eyes and, and, then, and then bind the God of this world from blinding others to seeing his plan. Because if, if we all saw his plan together, we'd all go, wow, that's a good plan. Let's follow that. Amen? And we'd follow that plan because it's so good. But we got to get rid of our flesh. we got to get rid of our, 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 our unforgiveness, our bitterness, our, our refusal to do, go, go and let the harlot wash our feet or, the, or sit with sinners or whatever. we got to get rid of our ideas. And go to His. Amen? And when we begin to pray on this level, you're going to see change. You're going to see change that makes a difference. God never changes. But He gives, He changes us. Right? Love has never changed in, in, in infinity. Love has never changed. But it's changed everybody who would receive it. Amen? I can tell you this. I'm way different than I was five years ago. I'm way, way different than I was 35 years ago. Way different. Right? I, I told my wife one time, if you'd have known me in high school, you definitely would not have dated me. Thank God she didn't know me in high school. Huh? Thank you, Lord. He said, pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes the sun to rise 
on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. God loves them just as much as he loves you. And that's what he's trying to get out to. He's he's like, I forgave them the same way I forgave you. I love them the same way I love you. If if you're walking in unforgiveness for them for any reason, I'm not. So you're not being like me. I don't hold any hatred towards them. God has no hate, right? He's love. He can't have hate. Now, love doesn't like things that hurt people, right? Right? Sure, he hates the devil, if you will. But towards people, towards his, towards his family, he's no hate. Towards people that don't know him, he has no hate. He already gave up the greatest gift ever while we were yet sinners. Amen. And he said, he said, I, I make the rain. It, it rains on everybody because that's who I love. The the only person he doesn't love is who it doesn't rain on. You guys know anybody it doesn't rain on? No, it rains on everybody. That's literally what he's saying. That's every, every, every place that a drop of water can hit somebody in the head, I love. That's a, that's a broad, broad love, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's our God. That, that's our Father. And then he says, he says, for if you love them that love you, what reward do you have? That's easy. It's easy. You know what? It's easy for me to listen to Kim after a service because she tells me I did good every time. She's my biggest fan, Right? But, but if I see an email by accident, that's when I got to love, right? Yeah. But I can, amen? It's, it's okay. It's all right. Everybody can say what they want. I, I, my job is to love them, not, not get them to love me, right? For if you love them which love you, what reward do you have? If you salute only, your brethren only, what do you do more than others? In other words, people... Shoot, when I was living the world, my friends loved me. They saluted me all the time, man. Steve, yeah, let's party. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we were stupid. Don't get me wrong. Stew with a pit. I was two words stupid. Stew, pit. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm awesome. See? There you go. There you go. Kept my two words, just changed them. And then he says this. He says, be, be, be you therefore perfect. And what's he literally saying? He's saying, he's saying, grow up and use what I've put in you to act on the promptings that I give you. Because he'll always prompt us through love. He'll always give us the promptings to pray through love. And, and, he, and he's told us already to use that faith which works by love. Remember what the love verses say. It says, if I could speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I don't have love, it's a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal, right? The, the things that love does for prayer is it gives it voice. It gives it, gives it, it gives it eternal value. It gives it God. Amen? It, when you pray in love, you bring God right into the picture and all that he is. So there's, if you're praying for healing, healing just came in. If you're praying for deliverance, deliverance is there. Why? Because you prayed in love and you ushered in the very power of God to do whatever is necessary in that moment of time to fix that situation. If you're praying for the nation, we'll look at those verses because that's where we're going to pray tonight. That's kind of the direction. We're going to pray for, pray for other things, but for the nation in a way. We're going to pray for men. 
you know, I, I like to say we're going to pray for all the nation, but that's how he says to pray for the nation. He says pray for all men. And then he says pray for kings and all those in authority because you are affecting all men when you do that. But, but you want to pray for all men. You know, the, the first thing I always pray for is the body of Christ because the difference we can make as one in the world. Amen? If the body of Christ would reach out and, and grab hold of this love and walk in that light, then, then we would always be the, the answer. We would never be the problem or become part of the problem. Right? And, and that's so important because you don't want to be part of the problem. Amen? In First Timothy, it says, I exhort there that first of all, <clears throat> the first thing he wants us to do in, in prayer, in corporate prayer, and, he, and, he, and, and I like to put it just this way, I, I exhort there that first of all, that my people filled with the Holy Spirit and love pray. He's wanting his people that are filled with the Holy Spirit that have the love of God in their hearts to pray. Well, he's not, he's not asking people in unforgiveness to pray because they can't, right? That's why, that's why I keep telling people, quit watching the news. Quit watching it. I don't care what channel it is. I don't care. I did it. I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, you can get mad watching every channel, right? I flipped through the other day, and it looked just like it looked 10 weeks ago or 12 weeks ago now when I stopped watching it. Why? Because it's a soap opera. What? Why? Because what the world needs is Jesus. You're not going to get any answers on the news. You're not going to get any answers elsewhere. The world needs Jesus. I needed Him. You need Him. Everybody needs Him. Without Him, we are lost. We are going the wrong direction. We are doing the wrong things. We are giving the wrong answers. We are leading people astray. I don't care who you are. Without Him, that's what you're doing. With Him, we can pray. We can pray on a level to where all men, all women can, can be helped, can, can, can get help from, you know what? People that don't know Him, they're blinded by the God of this world. Not, not just some people that don't know Him, all people that don't know Him. They're blinded by the God of this world or else they would see the glorious light of the gospel and be saved. Amen? Amen? So we can pray and we can bind up the the God of this world so that they might have a moment to see and see a vision of love and see a vision of God and labors into their past. Somebody to speak goodness, somebody to speak mercy, somebody to show them the reality of Christ. Right? Right? And change them. They need to be changed. All of us. If you're in the world, you are without hope. Just like I was. Just like you were. No Jesus, no hope. With Jesus, big hope. Right? And so as we pray, what we gain is hope. I don't need to watch the news to see if hope comes. I believe I pray, I believe, I receive, right? Whatever I pray for, whatever I ask for in prayer, believing, I receive. Whatever we ask for in prayer, believing, we receive. We've got Scripture that tells us to do it, amen? And, and, and we want to pray. And, you know, we've been praying. Well, I've got my notes really messed up, so it's going to be hard to find everything. But we've been praying Ephesians prayers. 
over the church and over the Christians in the world, the body of Christ as a whole. We've been praying Colossians prayers. We're going to keep doing that, but we're going to pray. But, you know, right now, what, what needs to happen in the world is, is, you know, I was talking to a really wise man that's our pastor today, and, and what's really necessary in this world today is repentance to the acknowledging of the truth because truth's been hidden behind here and behind here. Everybody says, well, I only watch this channel. Truth's hidden. I only watch this channel. Truth's hidden. This is truth. This is the only truth. And, and, and if, we, if, if he grants repentance to the, to the acknowledging of the truth, then, then all men can recover themselves out of the trap of the devil. He set for every man hoping that they'll step in it. Do you know what we all sound like without the love of God? Hateful. The end. Without the love of God, if you start giving opinions and, and, and speeches, they're going to be hateful. Because there's only one love, and it's the love. And, and if we pray as the body of Christ, if we pray, there's other churches praying all over the world. All over the world, there's churches praying. If we pray, do our part as this part of the body in Sarasota, watching online, we can we can ask the Lord to grant repentance to those in the world that the that the that the blinds would blinders would be taken off so that they could see it. And don't get me wrong; they're going to have to choose, and they can choose. They can look and say, "No, I want what I got," and they can go right back to where they were. But we can pray that they see long enough to have a choice. Amen? And, and, and that God would grant them repentance. And you know what? This verse doesn't quit. If they, don't, if they don't get it the first time, I'll pray for them to get it again. There's no telling how many times my mom prayed for me. Right? She said, he's not getting it, Lord. Let's, I know I prayed. This is what he's going to be. She wrote it down. She kept it. Odd thing, I am exactly what she wrote down. Well, not because she chose me to be that. By the way, parents, we don't decide what our kids are going to be. God's already decided what your kid's going to be. It's their job to find out what God's got for them to be, not your job to tell them. Right? My daughter's a certified athletic trainer, and I don't know that I would chose that, although I really enjoy it when I get to go see her at a football game or something. But I don't know that that would have been my choice. But I'm very happy that she chose and followed God's plan for her life, and now she's where she's supposed to be. Okay, that was free. That had nothing to do with what we're getting ready to do. Amen? Amen. First Timothy says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for who? All men. Not just the ones you think need it. Right? People say, well, the people in the church, they don't need it. They need it a lot, right? <laughs> I was going to church years, and I still need, I still need prayer. I, I want prayer. When we pray, I, I'm going to include myself in this prayer for all men, right? Guess what? You ain't, been, you ain't perfect yet, right? There's probably areas we could repent and see some truth that we hadn't seen before, huh? We got it going on, but we could get it going on better. Amen? When, when you start praying for other people and you don't acknowledge yourself, then, then you're, you're praying from here to here. When you begin to acknowledge who you are, you begin to pray from here to here. 
because you want to pray from the same level, right? Praying for somebody from above them is to say, I'm above them. And you're not. I'm not. Nobody is. We're all saved by the same grace. We're, we're all washed in the same blood. We're, we're, we're all, right? We're all in need of a Savior. And some of us just found Him. And so now we should be so excited for somebody else to find Him. Amen? And then He said, after He says, pray for all men, He said, pray for kings and all those in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. And, you know, a lot of people want to pray that just so they'll have a godly, uh, a quiet and peaceful life. We want to pray that because it creates the atmosphere where we can have a God, right? But we're praying for people and, and change so that the atmosphere can be this way. Amen? Because if we couldn't, we'd just pray, Lord, give us peaceable and quiet life. We wouldn't care about people. And see, that's, that's selfish praying. We've all done it. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Lord, give me this. And instead of saying, Lord, help them. Lord, give them a revelation. Give them, grant them repentance. Give them repentance. Repentance is a gift. It's a gift. And, and if we see it in our own lives and turn, it, it, it pulls us out of a snare that the devil had set for us and keeps us from being trapped and held captive by him. And that's what you don't want. We don't want to be held captive, right? We want to come out. Amen? We want to come out, and we want to do good. Let's stand up. We're going to pray. We're going to pray tonight. Everybody, you know, we've been talking about prayer. So we're doers here at Faith Life Church, right? So we're going to, we, we've been praying every week, but we're going to pray more tonight. We, we want to pray. There's a lot of things going on. We've got elections coming up in this country. We've got things going on. We've got people all over the place that don't know Jesus, and we've got people that do know Jesus acting like they don't. All over the place. I did it for years. <laughs> You couldn't have told I knew Jesus? No way, no how. Thank God he's put this love in me because this is what tells people you know Jesus. When you walk outside these doors and that love begins to prompt you to react one way or the other. Amen? And you give answers like whoever has no sin throw the first stone. When you start acting in love, see that, that, that answer came right out of love. It didn't judge. It didn't condemn. It came right from the heart of God. He stooped down. He drew her in the ground a little bit. And he stood up for a minute and he said, anybody that doesn't have sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. The lady was fine, wasn't she? Why? Because love answered. When love answers, things get fixed and crowds disperse. Amen? And they, and they get a knowledge of the truth if they'll receive it. Glory to God. Love needs to answer so many things right now in this world. It needs to answer through our leaders, all sides of the aisle. It needs to answer through our leaders. It's not answering through our leaders right now. They're too, big, they're too busy arguing, and, and we're going to pray. I shouldn't even be saying this because that's not faith, so I'm not going to say it. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God together that, that our leaders, all of them in every office, begin to get these things. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everybody just close your eyes and, and thank Him for a minute. He's a good God. We're so thankful, Lord. We are so, so thankful. 
for your goodness in our lives. We're so thankful for the ability you've given us through Christ, through the love, through your love in this earth, Lord, that we can be called the children of God. We can be in places and give answers. We can have the right spirit. We can have the right thing to do, the right thing to say. We can do things that make a difference, and we can be the feet of Jesus in this earth. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray this with me. Father God, we pray for all men, men, women, and children all over the earth and specifically in this nation. Lord, we ask for your people, the men and women of God, we point them out first. And we pray for them. We ask that we begin to operate in your love. That you show us godly wisdom. It says in your word that if we ask for wisdom, you'll give it to us liberally. We ask in faith and we receive it. And Lord, we ask that we, you would show us your vision, your answers, Lord, that through your love that is in our hearts, we would operate at your level, that we would grow up and be complete in you and begin to love and respond to situations and circumstances that are going on in the earth, that are going on in individuals' lives, that we would be at the right place, at the right time, to be your hands and feet, to show your heart. Lord, we pray that we would speak your words, your ways, that we would see your vision the way you know it to be and that we would walk in the truth, the one and only truth, the truth of God, that you would help us to be gentle and meek among all men and be a help in every situation and circumstance that you send us to, that we would see clearly the plan of the enemy, and we would refuse to be drawn in, but we would always look to you, seek you for your plan, your way, be always present in your spirit doing and saying, your love, your truth, speaking your desire over others, desiring for them to be saved and know your truth that makes free and gives light. Lord, we pray for men everywhere, men that are lost, And we're praying for men and women. 
children, people that are lost, that don't know you, people that may have known you, had walked with you, but they got, they got tricked by the enemy and they pulled away and drew back from the things of God. For these people that are living in this world without hope, we pray that you would help them, help them to see that they're being misled by the God of this world. Satan, we bind you up from blinding them that they might see and have opportunity to know Christ, to know truth. We break your power over them that they might see God's vision, God's plan, God's hope, that they might see God's love for them. And we pray and ask that you would give them, all men, women, all over this nation, they're in hopeless situations without Christ and in this world, listening to the enemy who is the God of this world. Lord, we ask that you would give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they may recover themselves out of the enemy's trap, the enemy who has taken them captive and they're doing his will. Help them to see that through this gift of repentance they may see Light, acknowledge truth, and be changed. And Lord, we ask, forgive them. So many are doing things that they don't know. It says in your word that we could ask and you would forgive brothers and sisters that are out doing things ignorantly. We ask that you forgive them. We ask for people within the church, the body of Christ in this nation that are saying and doing things that are contrary to your love, contrary to your hope, contrary to your peace. We ask, forgive them Open their eyes that they see. Grant them this repentance that they'll see the truth, acknowledge it, and come back to you, to your truth. And Lord, we pray for all these men and women lost and without hope, send laborers into the fields to witness to your goodness, to, to, to glorify you, 
to be salt and light in every situation and to love on such a level that it, that it glorifies you. And as you are lifted up, it will draw all men to you. We pray as the church asking you to help us to stand, stand fast, persevering in prayer for all men and our leaders. We ask that you help us to be faithful in prayer and to stand fast for our leaders. We say we will not nullify our prayers of faith by our bad speech later. We will speak only out of love, respect, and honor, and truth for your, through your word. And we ask for your help for our leaders. Lord, we ask for those who know you that they would not continually be distracted by the schemes of the enemy, that they would not see everything through human eyes. Lord, they have your Spirit in them. And we ask that by your Spirit that they would see through your love. Lord, we ask that they would govern in such a way that it would bring peace, that they would have wisdom to say the right things. And Lord, we come against any spirits that are, that are trying to mislead them, fine-sounding arguments that are not truth, that would distract them from real answers through you, that they would begin to be led by your Spirit in their inner man to fulfill in a right way the office you've put them in, that you have given that office and it is ordained by you and because of that we can pray and 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 affect a change in those offices towards you towards the kingdom of god the most important thing going on in the earth today is men and women coming to Jesus, knowing the truth. Lord, we pray for all our leaders, those that know you, those that don't, people that have been led astray and are being held captive by the enemy at his will. Give our leaders repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they might see 
and recover themselves out of this snare and give them courage to say it, to change, and to be what you've called them to be in the office that they're in. And we pray that as they repent, as they have opportunity to repent along with all men, we pray that they would choose life and light and that they would see continued opportunities to do good through the office that they have been elected to and that when we command those spirits that have controlled those offices to leave in Jesus' name and make place, we pray and make place for the Spirit of God. Father, we know that this is a big job and there are many things that we don't know. But your spirit is one with you, and it helps us to pray. So we ask for utterance in the Holy Spirit to pray further for all men, for our leaders in this nation. And we pray and believe and we receive by faith. Shondoro masite esikiano no rambrasatariyashne sendre shielandrosto konomrasne nelendrishne sorandrisko osondroshomasne lende ndireato komrendere dieste niasha kotombra darande etishke lere nere mondo orandrosote no rambroshonde mokongotole no rambroshote masandroshote Nelendriasno, Noram Rasile, Nekendreshnote, Morandrosote,